Hello and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. My name's Jordan Foster as always and this is After Hours. Okay, this is just a really quick one. Just wanted to say thank you all so much for all your lovely comments and your likes and your reviews and sharing the podcast around. It really helps us out so much. So thank you guys so much. Um, today we actually do have a, a full house. So it's me, Jacob and Jack just um, chewing the fat and talking nonsense about the natural world as always but yeah just to reiterate thank you guys so much for your support and we will jump straight into it hello and welcome to the cicada lounge podcast my name is jordan foster as always and joining me today is jacob welsh and jack sutton thank you very much for coming boys thank you very much for you don't have to do all the smoky all the way. No, I'm not trying. <laughs> it's just my voice, mate. It is a great displeasure to be here it uh, is. for a third mm. time. Good. Mm. And this is After Hours. So, welcome. you didn't turn up last time. What have you got no. to say for yourself? Not a lot, I'll be honest. And I <laughs> felt like the uh, brash interruption to my <laughs> slumber. <laughs> I think we should address whether or not you had another total related dream that night. Did yeah, it I set anything so. off? Did it? I'm afraid not. Oh, no, I really thought we were going to see episode two I know. of The Sea. No. Yeah, but that's no. now a thing now. As soon as no one turns up, that person is getting called regardless or not if they're in the <laughs> hospital or not. That's fair, oh, yeah. whatever the reason. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. I, when they figure out a injection to induce dreams, yeah, not like induce a coma, but to induce a dream, yeah. I'll be jamming that right into yeah, my veins. Can't you do that? Can't you just like well, it, the, like do lucid dreaming meditation yeah, and stuff there's like a, that? There's a bunch of methods to that engage that part. Like a lot of work that mm. I'm not willing to put in. I've I've done it before. <laughs> by, I've done it before by accident. I told you about it, didn't I? In the in the van outside your house. Yeah. In the van outside your house. <laughs> I'll be honest. This probably yeah. isn't the story. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. pr- probably not ideal for. Uh, Is there animals in it? Is there like no. pigeons in the background no. or anything like that? No. No. Oh damn. So one of you, I forgot which one it was, that told me that you had something to mention on the podcast, didn't this, it? This guy. This guy, Jack. So what mm. did you actually want to say? I've well, got it on my phone. Did we have a? Well, did you bring a topic to the table like you do? No, we're, uh, we're going to carry on talking about marsupials probably for the next ten podcasts. Yeah. We'll just free ball it on marsupials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's only so far you can skip on marsupials. Yeah, that's right. So, parachuting cats. Mm. Talk to us. Do tell. I'll be honest. Um, in true to form character, I have tonight. For both of you. Yeah. Half an anecdote. Shit. Oh half. Whole half. Where's the <laughs> whole other half? half. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the, it's, that's it's, mystery. It's in oh. the ether. I have at some point picked up the knowledge of um, cats being dropped by parachute <laughs> by the British Empire yeah. into a remote village in Borneo. Um, Borneo? Borneo. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel like there's a, this is one of those things you learn at school. But, yeah, um, I, I, think I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, but it's just incredible. And it kind of led me on to a few things that are probably quite topical in the modern day as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as a brief um, backstory on the... <laughs> I, I think it was actually called Operation Cat Drop, which is That's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about the cat then. What's it the, was one of crack? those things that... I'm reading a book at the minute um, 
and I forget what it's called, so it's going well, but it's by Orwell, and yeah. he uh, describes uh, the uh, British aristocracy of old as old and silly old men, or so something, uh, you know, that's a paraphrase, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the times of those sort of people has passed, but it's one of those stories that just stands up to just some silly general making a stupid decision. And there's, I just, I kind of like the <clears throat> nonsensical side of uh, British history. There's lots of them. Yeah, yeah. where yeah. they've just made a ridiculous ploy to yeah. do something. And um, But yeah, the Operation Cat Drop, um, 14,000 cats were dropped into the remote village of Sarawak. 14,000? The... <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot of cats. 14,000? Yeah. Um, wow. So references to the operation suggested there were only 23 cats being used. However, later reports state as many as 14,000 cats. Um, wait, wait, what was the reported figure? 23? Yeah, but cats. it was later discovered that it was 14,000. How do you hide that? that in one go? It's like a proper like... feline cover. Now, I don't think it was one cargo plane <laughs> stuffed wall to hold, wall with hey, cats. Hold on. No. Imagine yeah, the pilot. Oh. I've got images, right, of paratrooper cats dropping out of oh. like an AC 130 on their own with their own parachutes. Oh, like yeah. green light. Go, 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 yeah, yeah, put yeah. them in force strapped to them. But as I'm well. guessing the reality is that they were all in a cage and it was dropped. It was probably quite parachutes in them. Image, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that added some texture to the audience yeah, to yeah. knocking your drink off the table <laughs> the cat population had been reduced as an unintended consequence of the WHO spraying the insecticide I'm going to be honest this is quite a long word Go I'm it. going to take it step by step Go yeah. on. Uh, trick triclorothane. Can I read it? Uh, I'll, you go for that. Go you, for it. you see if you can put more eloquent spin on that. DDT. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, oh. Dichlorodefen... Dichlorodefen... Triclorothane. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like we're far, flying close to the sun on Jacob breaking into an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like fucking the Zohan? Busy bubble So let's go. Dichlorodefen. Dichlorodefenyl. Right, that's the start. Yeah, yeah. Dichlorodefenyl triclorothane. Okay. Triclorothane. Dichlorodephenyl triclorothane. Yeah, DDT. I'll take that. That sounds right. Go for yeah. it. Go on, no, continue. Please, you've, uh, you've taken it this I far. I can't. You've just handed the fucking reins over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, so... Go for it. The World Health Organization were just spraying this shit everywhere, basically. Yeah. Uh, for malaria and house fly control. Right. Wall to wall. DDT. Yeah. Um, the event is often referenced as a cautionary example of problems that may arise from well-intended human inventions or interventions in the environment. A lot like the, I guess the bees now as well. Yeah, yeah. The, so why the cats? Um, so th when they dropped DDT, or when they were using DDT, DDT spraying on their crops and stuff, it was unintentionally killing the cats. Right. So their cat population dropped. Which obviously oh. had knock-on effects well, yeah, to the roach yeah. population. Which changed the and, ecosystem. And, yeah, and, you yeah. Know. So uh, I'm assuming rat population is going to tell me at some point. Yeah. Oh, so they were, the cats were dying because they were eating lizards that contained high concentrations of DDT. I, okay, right. This actually leads me on to something from the last episode that I listened back on. Um, Komodo dragons. Yeah. 
Not kimono dragons. Komodo dragons. Yes. With a D, yeah. Kimono dragons. <laughs> yeah. Komodo dragons. Sexy lizards. You know they've got a set of samurai swords in their apartment and probably sell drugs. Nice makeup. That's right. Like the guy from Pineapple Express. Genuinely. Kimono dragons is what they're called. That's great. That's a good that's a good gang name. Yes. The kimono dragons. Brilliant. Like a Yakuza esque like drug dealer game. Well, yeah. That's our new name. Way less intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the, something that kind of went, well, why? Is the Komono dragons use their saliva when they bite. Yeah, it's a mixture of venom and... Yeah, we uh, talked about that. The right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So they go, the creature then scuttles off, goes septic, dies or becomes paralyzed. Yeah. Then the Komodo dragon hunts it down and yeah, 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 chomps then, then, it up. But surely that is a pretty nasty cocktail of stuff to be eating. If any yeah. other animal ate that, why is the Komodo dragon not affected by the rancid state of its Because it created it, point? I guess. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a snake can't fuck itself up with its own venom. Do you know what I mean? Can it not? But that's I like, swear, like, if you create it, surely you must have some sort of, like, <laughs> yeah. immunity right, to it. Based on that, there's definitely things that would come out of you that if you then ate would make you very sick. I suppose Komodo dragons, just lizards, their their biological makeup is so much different than ours. Mm. We're, we're, we're like humans, primates in general. We are what we eat and what we're vulnerable to is so specific and totally different to what a lizard might be. Like a like a like, there's certain lizards out there that can completely regenerate limbs and tails and things like that. Their biology is so different yeah, like to geckos. ours. Of course, yeah. It is, yeah. Like like, there's loads of lizards that deliberately can lose their tail, mm -hmm. and it causes a spasm in the tail, so the predator that's grabbed it to try and kill the lizard is distracted by the tail and will eat the tail happily and leave the lizard alone, and the lizard can grow another tail else another time. Um, so their biological makeup is yeah totally different like like naked mole rats right they're like this this long they're also a mammal um, such a weird but cool creature they're a hive um, hive, but not hive minded that's like a sci-fi kind of term yeah, yeah. but they're they live in a in a hive like structure where they've got a main okay. queen and all the other workers work to fulfill her needs pretty much and all she does is sleep and churn out babies their teeth jut out from above their lip and come out both sides, below and above, above their lips. So when they're chewing through the earth, they can keep their mouth shut and still chew oh, through the wow. earth to hunt wow. for tubers okay. and dig and stuff. They are, from what the scientists have the scientists. The you, know, sci you know the scientists? This, I know the, the scientists. You know science? Yeah. So, yeah, the people, the people that do the science mm. have said that... Uh, Cite your sources, that's please. That's it, yeah. yeah. Oh, naked mole rats are almost completely immune to cancer. As for, yeah, for a mammal, that's quite rare. Like axolotls that, that have been mentioned before on the podcast, they're seemingly 100% immune to cancer as well. Really? Yeah. yeah, in the way that we understand it. Though, what other animal can have a whole limb chopped off and then bionically replace it and carry on? Axolotl. Not biologically, though. No, no, Bio bionically. Bionically? bionically? Yeah, no, isn't like, bionic. we, we, we make fucking prosthetic arms and that's shit, don't true. we? That's yeah. true, yeah. That's pretty monstrous when you think about it. It is, yeah. Not obviously, it's a beautiful thing that we can do that. I mean, you know, we can give people their motor functions back and all that sort of yeah, stuff. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. But from a purely biological animal world standpoint, if that was another creature in the, in the animal kingdom that we mad. were watching and they were just creating yeah. robotic fucking 
things to replace parts. So it would be cool though to be able to regrow your leg like we regrow fingernails. That would be quite useful. It would be incredible. There's a really interesting uh, thread I read years ago, um, and it was kind of alluding to this species, this alien species. Uh, So they'd traveled. uh, This particular race had traveled. Uh, interplanetary you know across galaxies and universes and they'd found this alien race that would pierce holes in its skin to fit in in certain social environments that it had created you could chop the limbs off of it and it would carry on fighting it would mark its skin as part of the same reason it was piercing its skin and things like this it would put these metal frameworks on its teeth right. to straighten them out and, and then it's it, it one of your dreams no no <laughs> I, I appreciate it, it sound like, but it kind of went through all of these really obscure horrifying things hunt for weeks on end hunt for weeks on end run down its yeah. prey and it was the only um Just creature on this planet completely yeah and that's how it got ahead of everything else because it would run down its prey until it just died of exhaustion and then it'd eat it but nothing else could do that. The stamina of this creature was just unseen in the animal kingdom that it was living in. And at the end, it just goes, yeah, that's humans. And yeah. you're like, oh, we are Pretty horrible. quite a sturdy species. Yeah. Mm. As, as fleshy and spongy and weird, and the human form is so squishy and ridiculous, but yeah. also incredibly resilient, which is kind of my... Really yes. hardy, mm. really hardy species. Mm. So anyway, cats. Right. <laughs> so DDT, yeah? <laughs> They dropped, basically, they were using DDT all over the shop, weren't even mm. thinking about it. They didn't even didn't even know about the effects of DDT. But basically, all these lizards were eating the crops with the yeah. DDT on. The lizards became feeble due to the DDT in their systems, which rendered them easy prey. So the cats were like, yo, let's get a hold of these lizards. These are time. snacking up, mm. grabbing all the lizards. Now the cat's got DDT in them. Right. Dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Does the cats in? Well, they they don't know whether they only died from DDT or whether it was from additional insecticides in the food chain. But such the as old the and silly British just went, well, the cats are dying, so we better chuck loads more in there. Yeah. So, a plane. <laughs> so basically the rats got mad out of control because all the cats had gone. Yeah. So there was just millions of rats. A plague of rats they described as. Shit. Um, yeah, and then they dropped 14,000 cats in to, to try and quell the rats. That's pretty much. What would be a less abrasive name than a plague of rats? A bouquet? A gathering? A clump? A clump? <laughs> a clump of rats? <laughs> clump of rats. Yo, hold up. Has anyone ever seen a king rat? Yeah, rat kings are crazy. They, oh, they exist all the time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Basically. What's a king rat? Right, okay. Google Is this going back to episode yours, but... one with the <clears throat> rats of Paris? <laughs> Check oh, this yeah. out. Full circle, mate. Mm. Yeah. King rat. Rat king. Right. Basically, rats have these tails on them. I don't know whether you've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, they've got these long ass tails. I've mm. seen them. Yeah, I've seen a rat tail uh, before. Yeah. They're so long mm. and cumbersome to the rat. It has kind of little control over it. It's not as... Uh, it's not like prehensile like tail. It's yeah. semi-prehensile, I've heard yeah. people describe. They can curl so, it around stalks of tree, like branches and stuff to help support their weight. Their who climate. have you... You've said you've heard people describe... Scientists. So, oh, right, rat yeah, owners. Thank you. Rat owners. Yeah. Right. The rat man. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of these tails... <laughs> Sorry, did you yeah. just hear it from the clump? <laughs> <laughs> the clump of rats told me. <laughs> the clump has They said our tails, they're semi-prehensile. <laughs> <laughs> as that's his nose what, starts twitching well, well that's the name of the episode clump of rats, clump of rats. 
That was mad. The rat clump. Well, basically, these rats do get clumped up because their tails. <laughs> okay. Their tails are basically get all wrapped up in each other when the rats are too close together. Yeah. Oh. And the tails actually knot together. Really. And eventually, all the rats die, except for one. Yeah. And this one rat is just dragging around like seven or eight dead rat mates. Or they all pull around each other for a little bit, like one of them, like a, a rumba, yeah. like a robo robo rat. And they're just like moving <laughs> around, but yeah, look, check that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're all tied up, brother. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Like, yeah. yeah, civil engineers and people that work in the sewers sometimes bump into them a lot. Yeah, that is a monstrous one. Yeah. That's horrifying. But yeah, they just, yeah. Get, they just get all wrapped up. and um, Rat kings, just crazy. Kind and of. One of the theories is that they've gotten, like, they're quite social animals sometimes, um, depending on the clump that you bump into. Um, and one rat member might bring something into the nest that's quite sticky like there's loads of theories on as to why they happen one is just a freak occurrence of their tails getting caught together like jacob said but um something must bind them together and knock mm. them together mm. almost dreadlocking the tails all together in one go and it's such a peculiar occurrence because they all the tails need to be more or less in the same vicinity at the same time for them to all to die at the same time because they're often found well, I guess complete. Just die one by one. Because cats will cannibal, cats, rats will cannibalize each other. So oh. they have to have died fairly recently within their tails. Here's a live one. That's a live clump of rats. <laughs> they're all alive in that one. <laughs> just a big mound of them moving about. That is a one. mound. That is a clump of rats. That's Thirteen rats. Thirteen gruesome rat king made up of thirteen rats. I have had my clump. eyes opened. I didn't know that rat kings well, were a thing. To be fair, yeah. I think. They don't all have to die at the same time because no. if one dies, the others then have to drag it around. But they're all going to be trying to get away more because yeah. they're trying to get away from the, the dead rat. Yeah. And also they're trying to break free from this thing. They're realizing that it's killing them. Mm. So then they'll be fighting even harder, exhausting themselves. Then they'll start to die. And then eventually it'll be left with just one trying to drag around like eight, nine rats. Yeah. And that will just die. Mm. So they won't even have time to cannibalize each other because they'll yeah. be, all be fighting for their lives. That's true. And that could happen over a couple of days or... Yeah, you this know. truly is it's a horrible. horror story. Yeah, because yeah. rats could theoretically chew through their own tails as well if yeah, they're panicked so enough to get they? through to get away. It's, that's, I guess but that's, maybe it's they a feel mystery. comfortable being round. Yeah, yeah. So it's sometimes a big mystery. Like they might be asleep while their tails are being knotted together, and they die one by one, like Jacob oh. said, or all at the same time. Do you think rats have like a uh, like a mythical? Mm. Um, I don't know, like the Pied Piper, but yeah. for rat kings. Like it's it's right. a, it's a little fairy that comes in at night, like the tooth fairy, and yeah. it knots all you all your tails together if you've been a bad rat. <laughs> and then there's no getting away from the, <laughs> the rat, the, oh, so the rat like, king fairy. It's like the Krampus, like the evil Santa Claus. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Clumpus. The Clumpus. <laughs> the Clumpus. Oh my god. <laughs> That's mad. The Clumpus. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> this is the most horrifying <laughs> imagery you've ever put me I just imagine this grotesque rat infused creature walking in and having a little. Do you remember the, um, my sister used to have one of the little plastic yeah. uh, star ones and you bash it on stuff and it go. Pring. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Just hitting a rat with it, or several rats, and then all kind of clumped <laughs> together in some. Oh, like <laughs> 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 Yeah, 
Yeah. What are you, what's the star thing you're on yeah. about? Uh, it's like, it's like, a, a, it's like a magic wand, didn't it go? Uh, no, yeah. Never, little sound effects. And stuff. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, no, never, <laughs> but it's I was never subjected it. to such magistry. No. That's it. Mm. <laughs> Learn something new every day. But it's just wielded uh. by the most grotesque creature you could possibly render in I your brain. I love it. That's so good. Is it, is it actually a, um, an RPG mm. where one of the bad guys is the rat king and he's just got loads of it's that's like cool. multiple rats attacking you but they're all attached together really yeah attached I, together I that sounds like a dark souls boss i think it was like neverwinter nights right something like that you're literally in a sewer and it's like the last boss you face that's mad sure it's sure it was neverwinter nights have you played plague tales no that's scary i don't know it's literally is. it's like a it's sort of like a a, a fan a fantasy retelling of the plague times the whole the whole point of the game i don't want to spoil it for anyone but it's you and your younger brother trying to navigate through like these venetian style streets but literally the whole floor is moving and shifting with rats as you hold your torch up to the light oh, wow. you can see all their red reflective eyes look peering back at you in the darkness yeah, that's not and funny. they're afraid of fire and light so they move perfectly in a circle around you as you walk steadily through that's this cool. sea of rats they can't move over obstacles, so you can jump on top of things. That's like, use a sling to shoot down, fight like uh, torches and stuff, and yeah, uh, yeah. like so candelabras. In a that's it. Yeah, create like walkways and things. Yeah, that's cool. It's really fucking horrible. And your like light can slowly drain and dim, and yeah. the rats start to close start in to... as the oh, light man. gets weaker and stuff. And man, it's fucking scary. You ever played Don't Starve? I've heard of that. I've heard it's good. Don't Starve's amazing. Really? And it's like a survival game. It's all very stylized. It's all like 2D sketch art. Yeah, yeah, I've um, seen it. And it's it's actually, I've not played, I want to play that game. Yeah. I've not played that game in a long time. Any Basically, you just have to survive. And when it gets to dark, yeah. that's when the bad creatures come. Cool. They'll get you. If you're not in light, they can just come and get you. This um, sounds like very Minecraft. tense. I'm and it, yeah, it's you have to like build a camp. You can like level up. You have to go out and collect rocks and sticks and stuff, and to be Proper able to make hardcore shit. survival. Yeah, it's cool. It's I'm really good. You have to like eat and drink and yeah. all that, but it's all very stylized, cartoony. And there's a don't starve with friends. Which you can play it online. Oh, that's cool. Anyway, back to the fucking natural world before we nerd out about <laughs> something else. We'll, we'll talk about that after. Off the back of rats. Yeah, go for it. Two things. Jacob, for one, has a very interesting. Study. That's a band name, by the way. Off the back of rats. Off the back, Off of, the rats. back of rats. That's what we're mm. called now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but before I would like Jacob to uh, retell that story to me. Go on. I think rats uh, fall into a category of creatures that are vilified. I think unfairly. Big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah. pigeons. Yeah. Rats. Rats are quite nice creatures. No, I the like thing they're is, very soft. They're like very, gentle. They're quite loving as very well. Very affectionate. Like, yeah. do I've never had a rat. Come at this yeah. from a very hypocritical angle because yeah. I, I, there there are creatures in the animal kingdom mm. that I wish wouldn't exist. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, sure. But all three of us could go through that list. Oh yeah. Let's <laughs> like, wait. Let's all just pick one. Yeah. If you if you could erase one creature from the planet. Is this is a Carl Pilkerton level shit? This yeah. is, yeah. So All right. go on you, then. You get to erase one creature from the planet, and it has no impact on the ecosystem. No impact on the ecosystem. No, no negative impact oh, on see. anything. Right, but you no just don't have to deal with that creature anymore. Can okay. I pick Jacob? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please <laughs> eradicate me. <laughs> Pull me apart like soft bread. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. What's your one? Well, Jack's got to start. Yeah. Mine? Yeah, yeah, yours. 
I don't want to be cliche and say spiders. I've got better with spiders over the years. Um, mm. Wasps. I actually got stung by a wasp the other day for the first time. I'm 28 years old. You've never been stung by a wasp before? I've never been stung by a wasp wow. before. What a sheltered life. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'd, it had been built up as quite a awful experience. and It's annoying more. It ain't that bad. No, yeah. it's really not. It was... Greek Greek wasps and bees, they'll fucking get you. They're oh, massive. I'm sure there's some... They're a big, mm, much nasty big, uh, stuff. But yeah. I, I just felt like it was a mild pinch. And yeah. an itch for a couple of days. It's like a stinging nettle. Yeah. Really. yeah. It's not like, like, a, like a bad there. stinging nettle. Or yeah. a European hornet will fucking hurt. I'm mm. still... It hasn't made me scared of wasps, though. I mean, in fairness, it mm. was self-defense on the wasps' part. Was oh, it? What were you terrorizing it? Well, I, I was sat at a <laughs> yeah. table at a cafe and... Um, I mean, that's enough for a wasp. The Peak District, yeah. <laughs> it is, but I, I wasn't... Well, fuck you, you and your fucking, cafe. I don't fucking mind. sat there at the cafe. What do you fucking think you're doing? I don't mind if they're walking on me. It, it doesn't faze me at all, but I it, it, I think it had landed to take some a little bit of splash of jam off of the table, yeah. and I went to cross my legs and put my leg kind of on it. <laughs> and I think... In the jam spot? Yeah, in the jam spot. You're going to put your leg in the jam spot. I put my leg in the jam spot and the wasp in kind of like the throes of death it's like, uh, just went in, just went ham, wasp ham on my, <laughs> on my, uh, on my shin. Yeah. As it, as it's, it's right to do. It is, yeah. yeah I, I yeah, don't I mean, blame it. I don't hold anything against yeah. wasps as you're a populace. In, you're in its vicinity, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as it's in yours, I guess. Yeah, it was in my but, personal uh, space. But. I suppose that cafe wasn't there like when the wasp was invented. No, and to be mm. fair, it wasn't <laughs> my jam. So I've arrived at the table. Was it the wasp's jam? Well, and then I'm going to understand This is the point, and this is why I don't hold it against him, because I don't know that he didn't order the jam. So, true. Yeah, I don't think wasps have got a real concept of ownership. And, yeah. I don't know, he seemed yeah. pretty pissed when I I've never seen a wasp jam. with a deed. No. Yeah, proprietary rights. I don't think no. wasps are game on that. No. How about you? What's your race animal? You know what's mad is I, I didn't think about it at all mm. from that. Um, mm. I'm going to say, uh, what are those big, horrible chimps, like baboon-style chimps oh, right, that yeah. are just absolutely terrifying? Yeah. All, Chimpanzees. You mean no, chimps, which chimps? are terrifying. No, it's like a, it's close to a baboon, but it's not a baboon. Bonobos? Bonobo. What? I think it's a bonobo. They're more like chimps. Mm. But they're they, quite docile, though. Yeah, they fuck docile. each other just, a lot. Just, just to be social. Yeah. Mm. Who One is it then? So, what do they look like? Groups. Who's the baddest monkey? The baddest Who's monkey. Who's the baddest monkey? Yeah. The baddest. Probably a chimp, you know. Chimps I'm not getting suck. back onto this. No. I'm not. We had a Because I don't want chimp mares again. Yeah, no. No. Chimp mares. Teleporting chimps. <sighs> Yo. Whatever chimp could teleport right in this room. Be fucked. Oh, it There's gives no me way. chills. I know. Gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like chimps, though. Really, no, I don't really like don't chimps. Like them. There's yeah. no way of defending it. No. Yeah, they freak me out. A Genuinely, make yeah. me shit. I think you could punch a chimp in the face pretty hard. But it, and all it would do is piss it rip off. yours off. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> bite pressure is well over a thousand psi. Well, that's I wanted mad. you to leave it at a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it's got bite pressure of well over a thousand. <laughs> and I would come. Yeah. <laughs> So chimps is that yeah, some sort of chimp. Mm. Just get rid of it. 
Yeah. There's probably too many of those <laughs> sorts of creatures in the jungle that are just ready to pounce at any minute and latch onto your head and not let go until it's dismembered from your body. So Yeah, it was more like what we were talking about, is that they go for your fingers and your balls and your eyes first. <laughs> I don't know how much of a yeah. problem that is for you. Have you ever actually... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me well known for not having any fingers, balls, or eyes. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually shaped a lot like a turnip. It's just my entire. It's just flat and some ridges. Oh, that's so good. If uh, anyone's struggling with lack of balls, fingers, or eyes, then uh, we have a helpline. Um, we have a lost then, and found over at the local chimp yeah. foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Is it run by a chimp? Just a really hostile oh they're, they're all mine. <laughs> You've seen um, fucking <laughs> Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. No, I'm yeah, aware of it. Yeah. You know what the concept is, though, isn't it? He's like, he's he a spirit and he right? yeah. takes stuff off of people to make yeah. them himself, right? right? I think he like builds himself out of yeah, other people's yeah, parts. Yeah. Imagine a chimp doing that, <laughs> but he's just like sticking him on. He's like, just oh, on top to of his own human. human. Yeah, and he's try trying to fit in. Integrated to wow. society. Now that's a movie worth that making. I'd watch it. I wouldn't. Planet, Planet of the Apes, again. Planet of the Apes, but one of them is just like an absolute psychopath, <laughs> and he's, he's they're like, all psychopaths. Well, yeah, obviously, mm. but I mean, like, like human, slightly more serial sentient. killer level, like yeah. sadisticness. Okay. I reckon you could get a you could get a pretty creepy chimp. I think mine, my yeah, gosh, one. it's like it straddles the line between mosquitoes Ouch. because they're a vector for so many different mm. like fatal diseases that we suffer with or polar bears polar bears yeah what's a polar bear evidence yeah they, i mean they're monstrous when they kill seals that's it that. that's well, pretty... maybe not even seals because they're one of the few animals on the planet that only sees human beings as a food source <laughs> like i mean we do look a bit like seals that's it the amount of well polar well people shouldn't really be in those kind of places anyway really i don't know why anyone's there i don't know they've lived there for thousands of years though, haven't they? yeah like that's the, very true the inuit people that is very true but um god there's just something so monstrous about a polar bear isn't there a scene in the latest frozen planet that i haven't watched yet allegedly they finally got footage of a polar bear fighting a tiger a tiger what they're on the same landmass a siberian, a siberian tiger, tiger and a polar bear yeah okay and and how, how would they even it. cross that that's insane that's I, insane. I don't know. Watch and find out. And mosquitoes, maybe not polar bears because they're so endangered and pretty cool as well. Yeah, I think mosquitoes is a good one. Yeah, mosquitoes are good. I think I, I talked to this um, woman who's like head of flies, head of, I think it's Diptera in the National Mystery Museum. I've been speaking is... to the scientists and uh, they put me onto the head of flies. <laughs> <laughs> hi, uh, hi, yeah. Is that the Natural History Museum? <laughs> this is Jordan again. Uh, <laughs> I've got a question about flies. Is she there? Yeah. <laughs> Could you so, put me on? She's called Erica McAllister. Erica, I'm sorry, Erica. I sorry. didn't realise that you were a real person. I, 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 didn't, I did not mean to offend. I'm it's... sure that the flies give you a lot of respect. <laughs> <laughs> that give her a lot of respect. Yeah. Like, yo, well, she shows man. a lot of respect to the to the medium anyway. But True. um yeah, she was talking about how we were talking about CRISPR, right? He's still mm. laughing at the head of flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we I think about you're about before, to make right? the point that I'm that you did make two, two episodes ago. Did to, I? To remove malaria from... Brilliant. I from might have to start writing down mosquitoes. points I've already made. Yeah. Go for it, <laughs> Yeah. No, that was it. If we've already covered that, then uh, I have nothing more to say. Yeah. Bye. That's it. <laughs>
That is all of my knowledge. So, is it? Spent it three I've, episodes. I've cool. still not really looked up CRISPR. Really? Yeah. I don't really know what the... I haven't heard much news about it recently. It's under Check out the TED still. Talk on it. <gasps> yeah. No, I did see something earlier. Oh. Very briefly, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. The first ever mm. something has been cloned. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> was it a wolf, a snow wolf, or something like that? A sheep was done decades ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolly. Dolly. But this was, they were trying to clone a wolf and they made it with a dog, I think. They made it they with like, a dog. They like impregnated oh, a like dog. Oh, like Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh, uh, right. but it, it, in China, it was a Chinese science company that did it. It would be. And uh, let me fucking find it. I opened it up. Also, uh, my last search thing is Gangster's Paradise lyrics by Coolio. God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. God bless. Is there so? Is there like far less restrictions on that kind of experimentation in China or something? Because uh, I keep hearing stuff like that come from from China or these kind of. Are you gen- considering making another Coolio? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Fair. It's in the works. I'll have to move to China for it though. No. <gasps> oh, he's got it. He's got it. World's first wolf clone born to surrogate dog, Chinese company reveals. Wow. Chinese pet cloning company has announced the birth of the world's first cloned Arctic wolf, which was carried to term by an unlikely surrogate mother. Are Arctic wolves extinct and they extracted the DNA through amber? Really? No, not through amber. He nodded. You nodded. That was false hope. I'm really excited there for a split second. So they made this wolf with a beagle, cloned female wolf pup named oh, Maya. Beagle. No, no. And her right. beagle mother were unveiled to the world in a brief video at a press conference held on September nineteenth by Cynogene Biotechnology. If that isn't ne- a nefarious company, I don't know what. Mm. Apparently, they've cloned forty pets already. You know, like when someone's pet dies, they'll like clone that same pet back to life. Shit. Right. They've already done forty of them. Really? Yeah, they're defo dead with humans. Yeah. they are. Definitely. Definitely. Don't trust communists. It's why China's so overpopulated, they've just cloned <laughs> well, everyone. Well, that's a broad statement right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Maya, <laughs> <laughs> Maya was cloned using DNA collected from a fully grown Arctic wolf, right. also named Maya. So they're not extinct? Name it like Maya Jr. No, they're not. They're not extinct. Wait, so... It died. Oh, it died in captivity at Harbin Polar Land, a wildlife park in northeast China. Was that the last one? I don't know. No, it doesn't See, say so. It, if it. not, why bother? That's like mm. it's so someone can have it as a pet because you couldn't import an Arctic wolf, right? Oh, but you can grow one. Oh, I see. So oh. I wonder if that's. I wonder if that's like the. What kind of DNA? What well? What kind of cells would you need? Do you think to start the cloning process? Big ones. Uh, Cyanogene researchers originally created 137 Arctic wolf embryos by fusing skin cells from the original Maya with immature egg cells from dogs. Egg cells. Skin using cells. a process known no, as somatic cell nuclear transfer. Do they use stem cells or skin cells? Skin cells. Skin cells? Right. Yeah. So you could technically do that with an elephant and a mammoth. Well, I think they're already talking about that, aren't yeah. they? Trying to bring the mammoth back. You can get a... Yeah, look, there's, there's the beagle and a little wolf pups behind her. That's mad. How did that come out of that? That's insane. Well, the wolf would have been a lot smaller when it came out. <laughs> I don't think it came out that size, bro. That's why. Okay. She's not the TARDIS. <laughs> the, re- the researchers used beagle surrogates because there were not enough female wolves in captivity. Oh. Luckily, dogs share enough DNA with wolves for the hybrid pregnancy to wow. gestate successfully. Wow. 
Well, beagles just... are beagles are widely used in science because they're quite hardy, aren't they? Okay, right. Like it's not just think... that they're the most genetically close. No, to and I think they're very easy to train. Like they're quite a docile dog, aren't they? So yeah. they don't moan a lot. They don't bark. They're not going to cry about stuff. That's definitely not high on the list of priorities for the evil corporation. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's going to go back to Harbin Polar Land, where the where its its cloned mother died. Wow. And it's going to replace it. This is just making me sad. That's yeah. insane. Cyanogene also revealed that a second Arctic wolf clone created using DNA from an unknown male was due to be born Thursday, September 22nd. However, there have been no confirmed reports so far of the pup's birth. Damn. I want my mammoth. I want my mammoth. Want my well, mammoth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be coming. The company also announced a new partnership with the Beijing Wildlife Park to clone more captive species in the future. So they're going to they're going, yes. going global with this. Cool. Um, Put them in Siberia again. In 2019, Cyanogene was also involved with a project that produced six identical German Shepherd clones, which were then inducted into the Beijing police force. Not wow. long until Harpy Eagles wow. are there. They're yeah. making. Ooh. Oh, that's something we can incorporate into the Harpy Eagle takeover. It's all well and good being able to make animals, but you're still going to need a surrogate. Can they be mm. grown in a lab? What Didn't I hear something mm. about chickens being well, bred with no like lower brain function, like zombie chickens? Really? That sounds interesting. Just because more ethical to farm if... If they don't think. Yeah. If they can't feel it. I'll anything. be honest, I don't really want to get into this because no. it's just making me more sad. Yeah. You're vegetarian as well for that kind of reason as well, right? Well, thanks for making that public. That's right. <laughs> Sensitive information. I found out after several months of attending Sunday dinners at yeah. my parents' house that my dad had been finding it funny um, to put the meat gravy on mine. That's peak. Really? It's a bit stink, really, isn't it? It's a bit stink. That's a bit shit. Yeah, I think he realised yeah. it then wasn't that funny. Was he just laughing to himself? He Not even telling it. you about it? No. That's mad. Ain't it? Yeah. That's a, yeah, it's a bit shit. Yeah. Just, just to come back to uh, cloning endangered species, in 2020, scientists from US-based non-profit conservation or oh my God, I actually can't read. I'm you having can a do stroke. It. I believe in you. A company in the US in 2020 called Revive and Restore mm. successfully cloned an endangered black-footed ferret. Cool. <gasps> wow. Yeah, that's that's really interesting, actually. Then and that, that same year, the company also successfully cloned an endangered Przewalski horse. I'm, I have no idea if I'm saying that right. Do the accent. Where's it from first? Przewalski. <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> it's from there. It's from there. Yeah. That place it's in spelled, Europe. <laughs> it's spelt very... Przewalski. Slavic, the word. Slavic, Slavic. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Horse looks lovely. <laughs> you became very animated about black footed ferrets. Yes. Because they're either I think they're either extinct or incredibly endangered. Yeah, they're they're yeah. super endangered. That's yeah. what this that's what this uh... I mean, they're an American species, I believe. And they were hunted to near extinction like sort of like minks. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Or it was I can't remember if it was either um, their environment changed altogether or they were hunted deliberately to extinction. Because they're also maybe going to try the same techniques with passenger pigeons. Is in, in America, like the 18-1700s, I'm not sure if it's the 18-1700s, but when people were first starting to colonise America, people would report this passenger pigeon, which is fairly similar to the pigeons we get in Europe, would blacken the skies as they migrated from one part of America to another. Or just even when they're coming wow. home to roost. Literally millions in a flock just one flock and it's not like one flock across america there's multiple different flocks all coming home to roost every night and each flock was millions strong 
And then, within the space of a couple of decades, they're extinct, extinct, sorry, gone. And that's just because that they were targeted directly by people that wanted to eat them for food because they apparently they were delicious to a, to a certain extent and maybe even to try and get rid of them because of they were destroying crops so people were poisoning them or shooting them but essentially every time they migrated and they followed really predictable paths they were blown out of the sky straight away and literally there's no none of them left there are a few like stuffed um you know what's the what's the term taxidermy taxidermy yeah so there's quite a few examples of them existing there right. and in um like specimens that are kept at museums and things like that so they might be able to reintroduce potentially passenger pigeons using these methods that we've been talking about right. like cool. sort of like this pseudo clothing kind of thing where it's just cloning isn't it well but, uh, just one interesting pickup on it because i just read it before my phone died apparently in order for the cloning to work yeah they can only do it with mammals but the mammals must share a genetic ancestor less than five million years oh back. Right. And beagles were so, the and obviously so, that's why beagles work for wolves because five million years ago. The, the last mammoths to go extinct is measured in the tens of thousands of years. Really? Yeah. Humans coexisted. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Yeah. That's definitely. Yeah. They will hold up, hold up, hold up. If we can bring back extinct species like the mammoth yeah. by finding DNA, yeah. what's to stop us bringing back the Neanderthal? Because surely we would share genetic ancestry with a Neanderthal within five million years. Because there's no biological material left. Yeah, but I think there is. If there is of mammoths, then. Yeah, but mammoths are far more recent than Neanderthals. All that's left in Neanderthals are bones. Unless you found a mummified corpse of a Neanderthal. Have you heard the recreated voice box of a mummy? Yeah. (laughs) It never fails. Doesn't it just go, oh. (laughs) <laughs> it never fails man. this is what Tutankhamun could have sounded like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lil John it. it just takes your eyes surprise oh no oh it gets me every time so that's it's the it's the Neanderthal that gets me apparently they had a really high-pitched nasally voice really no That's yeah nonsense, you'd expect it to be deep and mm. robust but they all right? sound like yeah, michael Sarah. Sarah. yeah they do and this guy was doing the impression he was going one two three <laughs> <laughs> like no way did they sound like that, that you've got to be pretty confident to assume you know what a neanderthal yeah, sounds it. like like you had different human species back then yeah existed with it as well like Homo floriensis, which is were they the, the pygmy people? Yeah, mm. the real hobbits. Mm. So they would say yonder off the floor. Jordan's closest descendant. Yeah, that's it. Neanderthals. Oh yeah. So yeah, like they've got a much deeper set chest as well. It's way more robust. It's really really deep. It's like yeah, it's the third deeper the rib cage in general. So you'd have wow. thought they'd have bigger um, capacity for lungs and breath. Yeah, bigger lungs, bigger diaphragm. Yeah, bigger. thicker neck deeper voice that kind of thing you'd expect but apparently it's what uh, yeah yeah like that's how they sounded pretty much really yeah wow yeah like the thylacine that's what it sounded like remember oh yeah. no <laughs> no we're not going back there uh jacob over to you so i go on i came in strong with a half-baked story um and I let myself down a bit. However, I'd like to take us back to rats. I know you um, have a very interesting story of a study uh, mm. that was done on rats. 
Oh, okay. And yeah. I would like, uh, I would like to share yeah. this with Jordan. I really wish that my phone hadn't died because there's a few things on this that I'm not sure I can quite remember. But I think just roll with it, and okay. we can always correct it next episode. So that's a beauty. Is this the Rat Paradise place? Yes, pa- Rat yeah. Utopia. Yeah, that's it. Um, mid-century America. 19th century, 20th, mid 20th century yeah. America. University of Colorado, maybe. Oh, some university. There was a guy in the university who wanted to study the social and societal constructs of rats. Yeah. And he wanted to study, study what they, what they, how they work. And basically he, he spent years and years creating all of these different rat paradises, which is, was just these huge environments that the rats would live in, like hundreds of rats. Mm. They wouldn't want for anything they would they wouldn't want food or water because everything is supplied they don't have to work for anything yeah it's yeah. like a conical multi-tiered system <laughs> yeah yeah like, so it's, it's it looks a lot like 20 like foot um, across maybe it's, it's like a, yeah it's, it's like mad. a square coliseum that's right yeah. and it's just like going up and there's all these rooms and there's like dorms almost for all the mm. rats and basically this incredible thing happened where about 90 percent of the rats just basically at shit yeah. They couldn't deal with it. They were fighting and killing each other. Um, they would like kill for fun. They would hunt other rats wow. and like do all of this fucked up, sadistic, horrible stuff because there's, well, there's a few theories about why it was, but they didn't have any reason to exist because they weren't working for anything. Right. But um, it created this smaller group of rats called the beautiful ones right. who lived on the top floor of the, the rat utopia and they would all just live uh, and they'd be clean they were all like white and they would just sit there preening themselves all day and drinking wow and and sleeping and, and eating and just living living it up doing blow but there was yeah i am the prettiest one <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the beautiful ones darling <laughs> please don't bring your sort up here <laughs> Small Italian rats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds um, fancy. They would all just pile into these rooms that were made for two or three rats to sleep in. Mm. And they'd pile 30, 40 deep. So the ones at the bottom would be dead suffocating. Wow. And they would just stay in there because I've no idea. It happened over years and there's there's some incredible papers written on it. That's obviously a very brief and terrible overview, but <laughs> um, it is, it's a very interesting story. I can't remember the guy's name. can't remember the university it was from. Yeah. But Google Rat Utopia mm. and you will find, oh, well, yeah. you'll find it. Definitely. I've, definitely def- I've seen the pictures at least. Yeah. 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 There's a really good yeah. video on YouTube. Don't know what it was called again, so very useless information. <laughs> but, mm. Brilliant. Yeah. That is interesting. It's rats in general interesting. I saw this study about rats and social stress and cocaine and things like that. So they got um a load of rats we've got a clump of rats and then they um spite their drink with cocaine pretty much so the water system had cocaine in it and to deal with their stress they instead of eating or doing anything else that a rat would do all they'd do is have cocaine and take like take it into their system right, yeah, I've, I've push that, that button yeah. pretty much so they could be constantly supplied with cocaine well, and then they had another control group which had complete free reign outside of their enclosure which was more like their natural ecosystem so they could do what they want they could work like you were talking about yeah. look for food and look for mates and things and do whatever they like and they didn't touch the cocaine whatsoever despite it being one of the most addictive substances on the planet interesting so the ones that were forced into that yeah just hitting it it over and over again yes to deal with the stressful environment that Mm. they've been put in but when i think that can be applied to humans and that's what i think that's what the that's what the experiment was um pointing towards yeah so when 
humans are taken out of their natural environment, are deprived of the things that they really want to do, then they'll go to ways of self-medication. Yeah. Which 100%. is poisoning them mm. at the same time. That's it. Improvise, adapt, overcome. <laughs> I can live on this bark for three weeks. <laughs> Have you seen... It tastes like piss. <laughs> Have you seen the clip of... Um, what is his name? Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Hopping yeah. over these rocks in what looks like a barren wasteland. And a dude goes to the exact spot where, and he's kind of like hopping across them as if it's a, you know, a treacherous ravine. And a dude goes to the same spot that he was at, pans left, and there's a main road like a <laughs> hundred feet away. You joking? <laughs> Just For really breaking sake. the fourth wall. Yeah. To be fair, oh. I've heard that I've heard that Bear enjoys a hotel room. I've heard that too, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who yeah, no, Ray Mears. Yeah, no, Ray Mears was the real deal. He'd stay out there yes, all night. Is, yeah. He'd send the crew back to a hotel, but Ray Mears would be out there all night, baby. Really? I like Ray Mears. Mm. Yeah, I, got yeah. I wonder what he's doing these days. I don't know. He's out, there. Him. he's out there. He's probably Bigfoot, isn't he? He's be Sasquatch. That's it. Yeah. British Sasquatch. Right. <laughs> been enjoying it. This has been, uh, what, how many episodes are we in now? This is our fourth. A whole four. Yeah. Yeah. We are we are clearly very new to this still. I think, well, we and Jack particularly. But we're uh, we're figuring out, we're finding our feet with... Did you need to throw that in then? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jack particularly. Yeah. Did yeah. I really wrap I'm, up? I swear you did. I don't know. We don't have to wrap up. No. Okay. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> a clump of wraps. <laughs> Hi, Jordan here. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and rate us. It really helps the podcast grow and helps us make better content overall. If you want more episodes, find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All music tracks are provided by Epidemic Sound.